The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I don't keep it. Hey everybody, this is Sarah. Hi, it's Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Husband podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that we even have listeners. So I mean, welcome. Thank you. We have new Patreons. We correct? do. Yes. We have Tanya. I hope I'm saying that right. It's T-A-N-I-A. Yeah. Yeah. Tanya Moore. Thank you so much. We are so appreciative. If we got it wrong, she Tanya. Or Tanya, We're done, just, dumb as piss. Yes. So scream just, at us, message yeah. us, and tell us the correct pronunciation. And Julia Dobbs, thank you so much. You, we, this means so much to us. We can't even stand it. We're just so amazed. Um, we had Corey the last week yes. before that. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That we just are so unbelievably amazed and grateful for your help. <laughs> your support it's we so are nice. it's so weird yeah it is that people listen and hopefully we enter to give you some entertainment back we try but we do try these are trying times they're trying to be times. funny <laughs> to be funny exactly <laughs> when you just feel like jumping in front of a bus all day long and you're like okay i gotta turn on just some charm i don't have charm staying Shoot. home sitting in your own yeah. diarrhea seems right better than i know facing the world sometimes but if but. you are listening if you can tell a few friends that would help so much and we've had such wonderful reviews we'd like to keep putting them up on our website if i ever get my ass in gear and start after this week i can things can calm down a little bit you but know what we really, want you to put your yeah the reviews have been so nice and if you can give us a five-star rating we don't want a one-star rating, so go fuck yourself if you give that. <laughs> if you're even thinking about yeah. that, I hope your finger falls off right before you but try that, it. Just that would be wonderful. That helps us out so much, and it just makes us so happy to see. You and know, that's what's important: yeah. making us happy. That is, and yes. you could be really annoying too, and just make all of your friends go to podcasts and just find our podcast and give us five stars and just yep, make and them even if they've never listened right. to us before yep and subscribe. just grab their phone and yep. do it when yeah. they're taking their diarrheas in the bathroom right. you take the phone and, and you give it. us a rating yeah that would be so great yeah. you could even like say if the if their code comes up and you don't know it get the facial id recognition to come up and just flash the phone in their face like in their they're in the bathroom shitting and you just go oh hey and then you open up the phone that's what my son tries to do when he wants to buy things from (laughs) the app store when i'm taking naps i find the phone right in my face and he's trying to get the facial recognition what a sneak (laughs) oh my god you're gonna have to sleep in a mask yeah Oh my gosh! Like an actual Halloween mask, <laughs> yeah, a Halloween, different yeah. face mask, like a Jason. Yes, then it won't work. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. So thank you so much, and rate and subscribe, and 
Yeah. Recommend us. That's word of mouth is our best right. advertising. Yeah, it really is. They tr- People trust their friends and what to listen to. And yeah. That would help out, my gosh, so much. We also got our new stickers up. Yep, they're all on Etsy, Etsy. too. Um, so if you all don't know, every time we are taping, I'm drinking Prosecco. Yes. Uh, so Sarah made this my favorite sticker of all time, Poor Choices and Prosecco, which is basically my life. Yeah, um, it is. It speaks, this one speaks to me. Yeah, it does. It really <laughs> resonates with me. Yeah, it sure does. I've never loved anything more. <laughs> it makes, I'm, I'm teary-eyed right yeah. now. <laughs> it sure does. It was made just for you. Oh my God. But I, yeah, there have to be other Prosecco lovers out there, right? I'm sure. I mean, let's hope they make better choices yeah. than I no, do. But they don't. But maybe not. People don't. No. Yeah. I mean, some people do make good choices. Ish, but I'm not familiar with After, too many. Like doing this podcasting, do we call it a job? No. no. Because just doing this for fun, you sure realize that people make Much, more poor yeah. choices there than are I do. Yeah. People worse than us. There are. So that makes you feel better too. It, it's yeah. uplifting. Right. I haven't screwed up this bad yet. No. There's time, Correct. right? But I haven't yet. There's time. I know. We're not 50 yet. There's not yet. time. There's still time. So you guys, we didn't this is kind of sad. Um so Sarah's birthday, if you all saw, oh. was last week. I appreciate those just lovely, charming pictures. That you put on. <laughs> Why? Why would a friend put such hideousness onto internet? Sarah, um, when we take pictures, oh, anytime we take pictures, what is it that you do? <laughs> well, what do you do? <laughs> well, maybe I make a face maybe so that my do. real face isn't there so people say oh the poor dear but Maybe now they'll say oh do. she tried to make a funny face right. so i can't tell no if she's you, ugly or not so you did that to yourself those posts that that's your doing those were the only pictures because every time i'm like sarah and then you make no. a face like you are just ate arsenic or something yeah. and it's foaming out of your eye i don't know what it, you do it every time <laughs> <laughs> <But>, um... <laughs> When you buttoned your coat the wrong way, that's well, that my favorite was, one. That was that, that was, was not on purpose. I just have we trouble were drinking with those gin. Oh, we um, were drinking those one drinks, lime, yeah, ginger, weird gross or something. Yeah. yeah, that's. I think that's what did it with the crooked. Oh yeah, for sure. Coat. <laughs> that was uh, not on purpose. No. That was just poor skills. <laughs> that was. That was. Yeah. But anyway, thank you. I just appreciate. Yes, we didn't get to have. Should we usually have a big Halloween party? I do. I and know. We didn't get to. Have our girls any are other. bigger now. I mean, when our girls yeah. were little and babies, even we would dress yeah. them up and we would have I know. the Halloween party at your house. And now, just COVID. Blows you can't. It took asshole. my whole Halloween spirit. Yeah. It really did. It really did. I barely even. I wore literally what I slept in <laughs> to work, <laughs> and. A crap costume, except it was like the only one in a costume, of course, as per norm. Per norm, yeah. Well, we had our dumb. Oh yeah, you did one. That's right, you did. No one else would even wear the headband ears. I was the only one. Yeah. Oh dear. Whatever. Happy fucking Halloween. No kidding. It'll be better next year. 
Let's hope so. Speaking of horrors, we are covering a forensic files this time. This one is a doozy. We you, we knew about this one and kind of had mm-hmm. it on our back burner, and then we brought it up again. Um, I think it just got lost in the shuffle when we mm-hmm. found some of those other shows. But this one is quite a story. When we of came fuckery. back to it, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I forgot how much I hated this guy. Yeah, hate. This one takes place in 1991. We've had a 1991 before, but yeah. 1991 was a pretty good year. So I was ending 10th grade going into 11th. So right kind of in the middle of high school, coming out of the 80s into the 90s where the clothes were hideous, hideous. Everybody's yeah. hair yep. was nightmarish. Grunge was kind of just coming yeah. in, so you looked even more like a huge pig slob. It was like you weren't ready to get rid of the bangs yet, but then you were wearing out these really baggy, baggy, clothes. hideous, baggy clothes, and then your hair was greasy while being teased and yeah. sprayed. And some just people were trying to nightmare. wear the chokers. Remember yes. That? Oh, foul. Uh, we did talk about some movies, but I think from the previous 1991, and I think we did mention Point Break. I loved Point Break mm-hmm. with Keanu and Patty Swayze. Loved it. But I don't know if I mentioned, did I ever say how Jamie and I went to the museum about my Point Break story? There's no, a museum? No. Um, we Like in one of our first dates, we went to a famous museum in Minneapolis, oh, The Walker. you went to The Walker. Um. And they have a nice little summer garden. That's like, wow, what yeah. a date. Yeah. That, it's like an intellectual date. Well, we both are geniuses. So <laughs> that's geez, a Mensa no. date. Yeah. So we went I to feel the museum. Like Phil came over with a frozen pizza and a bottle of Captain Morgan and was like, that's wanna, a fun date. You want to watch the game? Yeah. And I was like, not really. Do you want to take a look at this? <laughs> kind of want to make out yeah. later. So I guess. Yeah. And he had the wing, his wing in the pizza box. So he was carrying the pizza box real low. He was the original dick in a box. (laughs) Before Justin Timberlake, there was Phil. So we were wandering the museum and the walker is either like really nice art or really just like, Jesus Christ, what is this? Like what? What's the point? Yeah. Like there's shit in a box in the corner. Is that like real <laughs> shit in a box? Or, or was my dog here? The art. <laughs> yeah. Someone bring Otto? So I was staring and then Jamie was wandering somewhere behind me. And I remember just thinking, oh my God. Oh my God. I kept saying, oh my God. And then I would call him like, Jamie, Jamie, come look at this. Some woman was in the walker, which like for me to like have an art piece in the walker would be like. Un- right. incredible like i would have said i'm totally accomplished amazing this bitch just took a canvas like a giant canvas the size of like my dining room table uh-huh. and just wrote out in pen a scene from point break in marker <laughs> like and that she wrote was, the words yeah like the script Bro- Bodie says hey dude and johnny idaho went you're under arrest man <laughs> like wrote out a scene <laughs> From point break, quoting quotes, dialogue, just wrote out the action scene. And that was hanging. It was hanging in the locker. I said, what? I didn't know you could just write out movie scenes and get your art in a museum. What was the, what's the famous line in that? Like, you want to ride to glory? Fine. Yeah. But don't. What, don't what know, is it? Like Why that. can't I think of it? Was that at the end? I don't know when he goes Where's in the big wave. Jamie? He would know. 
But I remember just thinking we were dying. We like started laughing so hard. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, and then there's other weird pieces like where it is just like a poop in a poop on the floor, and that's the art. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, did someone diarrhea? Or, oh no, wait, this says the artist's name. So that was, that's when I think of Point Break, I just think of like, oh my God, I could be in a museum if I just did like Clue and wrote a scene from Clue. And Miss Scarlet says, flames, flames in the side of my head. (laughs) And I could get in. Um, Hot Shots was another good one. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a naked gun. That mm-hmm. was good. A lot of the writers for that movie were from Minnesota. So there's a lot of Minnesota jokes in it. If you kind of listen, I forgot all about Madonna's truth or dare. Her documentary. Oh came my out God. Then. Yeah, I saw that Tiffany and I would watch that. And then remember um, when she says when they're like, who did you fall in love with? Or who is your first lover? Whatever. Yeah. And she was like, Sean. Yes. Next question. And we were, we were like, oh, my God, you love Shine Man. Well, yeah, who beat the crap out of her, she said all the time. Oh, good. Pure luck with my Martin Short. Nobody saw that but me. N- no. Loved it. He got stung by a bee and he, like, blew up to, like, three times his size. Um, Nothing of it's funny and I love it so much. So can we talk about the memes that Lorinda found that one yeah, that's from gift. Clifford. That one gift yes. was so funny. He made like a thousand different yes, facial expressions that's what I in said. one I would have him for dinner second. and just have him make faces, and I would just watch it. <laughs> that's why I want him over. <laughs> like he's, I do not know what that movie is. That Clifford. That does I said not, that about he's a little boy who loves dinosaurs. I know it does not totally Rory, but he's a grown man. Yes, playing a ten year old. Why? Because they just did it. <laughs> because it was supposed to be funny that he's Clifford, a 10 year old, but he's a grown man. I don't know. But he's... it was scary or something? No, it was supposed to be a comedy. They, how come people said Because it the end is kind of scary because he goes on a dinosaur ride that's kind of scary. So if you're a kid, it would be kind of scary. But it was just like a silly dork comedy. But it was Were Martin other Short. adults being his parents? His parents were on vacation and he's super naughty. He's like a Dennis the Menace naughty. Well, why didn't they bring him with? Because he he forced them to stop in Los Angeles so he could stay with his uncle because he's obsessed with Dinosaur World and he wanted his uncle to take him and not go to Hawaii where there was no Dinosaur World. So he made the plane land. And then his parents hate him so much they just left him with the uncle and went on their vacation. Who was his uncle? Uh, what's his name? Um, he was the husband in Incredible Shrinking Woman. Do you remember that with Lily Tomlin? No. Well, someone will know. I can't think of names. The Incredible Shrinking Husband? No, The Incredible Shrinking Woman. Oh, Lily Tomlin. Did you <laughs> he never was the see husband. that? He was the husband in it. That was on HBO all the time when no, I was a kid. I we watched it 400 times. I didn't have oh, HBO. Nothing. I'm telling nothing. you this. Charles Grodin? Yes. Uh-huh. You'll know him if you see his face. He's in a lot he, of stuff. I know him. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't he in the other dog show with Beethoven or something? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. And then... Julia Roberts was in Dying Young. So right after she was in Pretty oh, Woman. Shit, that movie was sad. Yeah. And then she was in Pretty Woman, I think, um, Sleeping with the Enemy. And then this comes out. So everybody goes and you're watching it like, what the hell is this shit? What is going on? Why? That was terrible. Right? What a waste of money. 
horrible. I'm waiting for that $5 back still to this day. Anyway. Was Aiden Quinn in Dying Young? Or no? no there was, was some other guy in it. Who yeah. was it? I'm going to look it up. His name was odd. I don't know if he's passed away. I feel like he's passed away. But maybe it's because he passed away in the show. Um, It was Billy Campbell? No. Campbell Young or something. Campbell like that. Scott. Yeah. Campbell, Campbell Scott. Scott. Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio was in that too. I remember nothing of that movie because I never watched it again. Campbell Scott did just, not die. Oh, he's still he's alive. He's still alive. He just has no career. Um, hmm. What's he been doing lately? Pooping in a box. <laughs> and it's in Going the walker. The, it's in the walker. Um, I mean, he was in House of Cards. Really? Yeah, he played Mark Usher in House of Cards. Well, good for you. I only made it through the first season I of watched House of the Cards. first two, and then I was done. I, it was very dark. It was too dark yeah. for me, so I couldn't do it. Yeah, otherwise, TV is the same 90s TV. It was Seinfeld and all that, blah, blah, blah. Um, I found a couple things. The minimum wage was raised to $4.00. And 25 cents. Cash ass bags, bags motherfuckers. <laughs> cash <laughs> ass bags. Spending all that cash at the um, mall. Wow. So that's how much I probably made washing dishes at the townhouse probably, supper club. If we're lucky. 25 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found that one of the most popular things that you could buy on television was a, a contraption called the Topsy Tail. Right. And I knew right what it was when you and said. And I said, oh, the Topsy Tail was hot. And you, would you were pull, like. You would use it yeah. to pull the ponytail you through. You said, was yeah. it the loop with a stick? And yeah. I was like, holy shit, it really is. Yeah, because then you would wrap your ponytail in it and yes. you could pull it through instead of just with your hands pulling it Which through. Which you could but always I guess if you were by do. yourself, I don't no, know. No, you still can pull your ponytail through. That is, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, but funny. And then at the end, how to buy it, they were like, send a cash <laughs> or send a check. check Sorry, send a check to it. this yeah. address. That's how yeah. you paid for it. And it was twelve ninety. Five. That's too spendy when that you're making four dollars. That is three $4. hours of no. work. Three hours of work at the for a players for a plastic yeah. thing. No, that your hand could just stick. That your, your hands through. could do. I don't know. It didn't even make a cute thing. And I'm mm. not going to miss it this time, you guys. Uh, if you're from Minnesota, two amazing things happened in 1991. One was the Halloween blizzard, right? Where your kids just almost died but you sent him on anyway yeah say, get the hell out of the house i think and my mom got candy because yeah. we didn't have nothing else to do and you probably toilet papered some neighbors too in the blizzard and then finally yeah. your mom was like get in the goddamn car we're going home yeah. i got snowed in for like a week Oof. my ro- my farm did not get plowed out forever so thank god for like canned goods and my mom Ooh. And my best friend Brenda got stuck with me too. She couldn't go home. So it was oh. like the best ever, but yeah. still weird. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad down on the farm. And then the other thing is the Minnesota Twins won the World That's Series. Right. They did. Shockingly. <sighs> it's never Good been old the days. same since. Nope. But it'll never happen again. I love you, 91 Twins. No. And Chuck Knobloch and Brian Harper with your porn stash and your. 
um, mullet. I loved you. I, loved I have him. no memories. No. I loved him. I know. Okay. You're a fan. So that was 91, you guys. And let's start talking about this yeah. horrific shit show right. of a forensic files. Uh, it is called News at 11. And I don't know why they said 11, but maybe she was on at 11. <laughs> News I don't at know. 11. Yeah. It took place in Battle Creek, Michigan, which apparently is a lovely little area. Maybe kind of the couple we're talking about lived on a really nice farm. They seemed to have a lot of land. It was really kind of in the middle of nowhere. There's like rivers behind. It was really Ooh. pretty. Yeah. Right. Our couple is Diane Newton King and Brad King. What was it? It was like Brad. Bradford or Bradford. something. King. Something totally douchey. Right. Diane was a very accomplished news reporter on the local news station. So you would turn on your TV and really in 91, you still, I mean, there was cable, but you still really watched your three main stations pretty much. So she probably was pretty, you know, popular in the town because people still really watch the TV news to get their news all the time then instead of just internet or Yeah, you had to. Yeah. Yeah, there was nothing. What I noticed right away about Diane, she's very a very beautiful woman. Obviously, if you're on TV, you can't have the face for podcast. Like Megan <laughs> told me the other day that I have a beautiful face for podcasting. <laughs> Why did I say that? I don't know. Because I do. I do. I have but a paper you, bag no, face. No, you're beautiful. A PDF. <laughs> I have a PBF. That had to be a very... You called me a fatty, joke. too, yeah. when you said that. <laughs> you pointed at me and called me a fatty. I was joking. And you, said, and you said, I'm so ugly that now your eyes hurt so bad you need to go use drops. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Time out. <laughs> at the age of 44, yeah. I have suddenly like acquired this medical condition of dry eyes. <laughs> terrible it, i know yeah i don't like i wake up and i can hear my eyes opening that's how dry oh, they are it's like crunch scratching oh that's so blink, bad blink, blink. that's terrible so sarah stop it i didn't have to put drops in because i looked at your face. <laughs> <laughs> you did. it's my chronic right. condition of old age but anyway i was noticing diane and her lovely face did you notice the size of those goddamn shoulder pads on her <laughs> yeah. white blazer? Oh, I thought it was yellow. No, it wasn't. No, white? she had another yellow oh, one. She, she did. Okay. She, the first scene she was in, they showed her she had a white blazer. Okay. The shoulder pads were like an elephant would say, for real. Like <laughs> I'm big enough, and you're really adding these. I'm an elephant. Shoulder pads. And do I need bigger? And then shoulders? she had like a pearl necklace, but it was like the dirty yeah. pearls. Um. But then she had perfect reporter hair, like perfect oh my reporter God. hair. Mm, yes. It was so hairspray. Right. Shellacked. But the the shoulder pads were no joke, like a, like a football quarterback outfit. Yeah, they really were. Like enormous. But she looked really nice, seemed really professional. Well, that weird guy who, I don't know, did he write a book about her or yes, something? Yes, I wrote that his name is Lowell. 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 It's L-O-W-E-L-L. Yeah, Lowell. Like Kaufel. Kaufel. I wrote that he looked like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. And I know because that's like all I watch lately. He was like describing her like he had a boner for oh, yeah. her. He was she like, was a lovely she was Native a, American. An attractive looks. Native American, yeah, woman. She had 
these beautiful looks. And I was like, gross, lol. Yeah, get your boner in your pants, yeah. Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. She did have, he said she had a nice home. She was married. She had two children. And then he said her beautiful smile, which she did have a beautiful smile. They show her again doing another newscast. And these shoulder pads, now this is the yellow sweater okay. with enormous, again, enormous shoulder pads that are like couch cushions. <laughs> Look, if you would have got a cushion from your couch and shoved it in your shirt. I remember having like a few things that had shoulder pads but i feel like the shoulder pads were more for the older yes generation in right the kids 90s. didn't have we didn't freaking really have shoulder them. pads Mm-mm. i mean maybe i don't know but I, I don't why would you wear shoulder pads what was it for and the golden girls loved them Sarah. oh blanche had them and everything yeah and dorothy of course when we dressed up like the golden girls for halloween that one year yeah. my rose dress we did had have horrible have shoulder, shoulder pads, pads. yeah uh-huh. I don't, I don't know. And then there was another woman. Her name was Nancy Gwynn. And I wrote, she looked like Fred Gwynn, who was Herman Munster. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they were twins. She was a handsome woman. Was that her coworker? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. ooh. She, Nancy would describe Diane as a very aggressive reporter that she pushed hard for the story. Said, I hope so. Then you're good. Like, if you're good, right, she's badass. If, if you're a reporter, no one should like you on right. either side. No right. one should really like you because you're constantly yep. nagging and pushing hard. And it sounded like she was really, she wanted to get the story out. You don't make friends being a right. reporter. They show another look, which was the yellow, almost like military jacket, and again, huge shoulder pads. Just these styles reminded me of when you sent me that Shelley Duvall from Fairy Tale Theater. <laughs> so if you did you oh watch Fairy Tale Theater? I did because it was on PBS no, was, or no, it was CBS. HBO. It was HBO for a long time. Well, and there must have been have, reruns yeah. on. Yeah, because it was HBO. My sister was obsessed. Oh no! I bet we rented them. You can rent them at. You can rent them them at at New Way. Yes. Yeah, I bet because New Way had our gas station in town. Because my sister rented the Tatum O'Neill Three Little Bears one album. Yeah, was obsessed with it. I bet that's what happened. I think I owned the. Rapunzel one where she falls out or where the prince gets his eyes blinded out by like gross thorns and he's all bloody yeah, were they eyed kind of d- they were they super were violent yeah or not yes. mean but like scary kind they of. were kind of scary but that was a great fairy tale theater was the best but oh, shelly duvall showtime had- showtime show okay it was some cable thing um robin williams was in them a lot uh-huh. there was just a bunch of stars who were in them but they were really hardcore like holy shit they don't pull any punches here for this kid show but Shelley Duvall had a lot of hot outfits, and that kind of reminded me. Megan had sent me something, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it reminds me of Shelley Duvall and her hot outfits. Yeah. She introduced the show and sometimes yeah. would star in she the was show. Sometimes in them, yeah. yes. Remember Rumpel? I think Rumpel Stilson was scary too. Scared the it was, shit out of me. Yeah. It was Tattoo who was Rumpel Stilson. Oh, wasn't yeah. It? From yes. tre- Treasure Island. Fantasy, from Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Yes. Yeah. Diane is doing really well. She's successful. She is a very talented reporter. She's on the news. Really a reporter's dream to actually be an on-air news reporter. Very popular. She starts receiving, as the narrator says, harassing. I can't even with harassing. We say harassment. Mm -hmm. Not harassment. I don't say hair ass. Hair assment. Mm Mm-mm. 
I don't put the word hair next to the word ass. Hair is H-A-R-E as in a hair with long ears or right. H-A-I-R, the more normal right. hair that we would talk but about. There is nowhere in harassment. H-A-R is har. Yes. Yeah. It's harassment. Let's get the phonics right. Right. He's saying harassing phone calls. She was not having harassing phone calls. She was having harassing phone calls. You're right. Calls and letters from a psycho fan. She starts getting really repeatedly to the point where the station had to hire extra security for her. You're weird. And they had to screen all her calls. She once got a message from a call from a man that said he wanted to get into the industry and he really wants to go to yeah. lunch with her. And he's calling her every day and pestering her. And then and, they bought yeah. a Doberman for their farm, yes. too. And I heard that Dobermans are more like pussycats. Like, they're scared of everything. So I don't know. Maybe if you have a Doberman there. I mean, like, must have a, they have a reputation for being badass. I feel like they badass. look scary. But I heard they were just like... They're so shiny. Like babies. Like, just pussies. But maybe not. I don't know. Like, Nelly could yeah. do more damage Nelly than could do more damage. Yes. They showed the studio... The news studio with all the reporters' desks, and they panned it when they said they got more security. Did you notice their desks at all? No. They were like mine. Shit shows. (laughs) Like piles and piles of shit papers scattered with food and drinks. Just shit everywhere. The broken one, drawers. Yeah, broken drawers. Tetanus one after another. Waiting yes. to enter just your veins. Shit show. I was like, oh my gosh. It just made me feel so good to see that. Diane has a husband, as we said. His name is Brad Ferd. <laughs> Brad was a former policeman. Mm-hmm. So he decides to help out his wife around the house. Like you said, by getting a Doberman as the watchdog, he put up security lights all around the property. But to their home, this was the most disturbing. They got a letter in the mail that came to her house. So she realizes this crazy bastard knows Knows my address, which Uh is terrifying. Because now you don't know if they're coming to your house or at night or watching you. Mm -hmm. The weird thing was the letter was said, you should have gone to lunch with me, but it was not handwritten. It was like where you cut out from a magazine or newspaper and you put the cutout words together. Like from all I thought it was from the movie The Bodyguard, where she kept getting those threatening letters. Oh, is that what And it was that like? weirdo with the white blonde hair who kept saying, no. Everyone no. with white blonde hair look out like powder. Yeah. And weird. That guy. And remember the guy that was albino in the... um. What's the Dan Brown book? Oh, yes. Um, uh, Angels and Demons or no, yeah, that's the, the other one. Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Look yes, out for in those the, in here in Bodyguard yep. and Game of Thrones. Daenerys' brother was a dick. Um, <laughs> but he had white blonde hair. Yeah. He was a dick. Look out. So this is horrifying when you actually get like from heart a heart to heart episode you see in your own mailbox a threatening letter and it's cut out and shit from magazine letters and the newspaper you think what if i stepped into an agatha christie novel what right. is this i was gonna say like encyclopedia brown yeah an encyclopedia brown <laughs> where it says you stole my lunch bitch but it said you should have gone to lunch with me so i'm sure she was like what the hell is this she gave the letter to the police and the police say they literally can't even think of a case where this has ever happened, where right. anyone's ever really 
done a letter in newspaper it's fake cutouts. in movies, but no one right. does it in real life. Yeah, is what the guy it, was he saying. He said it only happens. Yeah, yeah. In TV and movies. This no one does this for no. real. He said it was like one percent or point. Right. It was ridiculous amount. But that the only reason they could think of that any dumb fucker would do this is because you're going to the person's going to recognize your handwriting. Right. We see police profiler David Minzy, who I wrote Dermot Mulroney. I thought he looked like Dermot Mulroney. I thought he looked like Ethan Hawke. Oh, a mix. Yeah. They could look like each other sometimes. And everyone in the show is also retired, by the way. Did you notice that? In every, like, caption, they would put R-E-T. old looking. Retired. I'm like, how do these people, yeah, how do they luck out and they're 45 and retired? They're pooping in a box and selling it as art. God damn it. We're so stupid. I know. A few weeks later, the Kings now, their home is broken into. Nothing was stolen, but it's just terrifying, Diane, that now the threats are becoming actual and they physical have little violence. Kids. They have a three-year-old and a one-year-old at yeah. this time. Very little Aww. babies. Right after the break-in, just a couple weeks later, now we're into February, it's 1991, Brad comes home and he finds Diane laying in the driveway with her truck parked. She's laying flat down on the driveway. She's very dead with a gunshot wound to the chest. So it's like not like she had been dead a while. Uh, the two children were inside the oh, car. My sitting God. there crying. The three-year-old and the one-year-old. Their car seats. It said they were alive, but obviously very frightened at what the hell is going on. A detective shows up to the murder scene. And, and their driveway, yeah. too, to explain, like, yeah. it's a country road driveway. Yes. So it's not like a paved driveway. It was like gravel. Right. It's hidden. It's your, yeah. I'm sure, weaving in and out to get yeah. in. So it's not like the neighbors went by to get their mail and said, oh, look at Diane. Mm-hmm. They're leaning on the ground. Right. It's not. Are you okay? Yeah. It was on a Nobody country road, see. not yeah. a. Yeah. So she was alone there for a while. Nobody, no neighbors noticed nothing. The detective shows up and they said, another detective said that this detective said, oh, my God, we screwed up. Well, what the hell, sir? Don't have that be the first thing you say. I know. Especially just with other cops around, like just at least pretend the co- the police officer had realized that he had had the threatening letter on his desk for, for weeks, a while. So like a couple of months, even he said, and he had never once started investigating it or thought about it seriously so now he gets a call that she's dead and he's thinking well shit i -hmm. guess maybe i should have done something so that is their first when they come on the scene that's their first thought like wow maybe she was right god damn it the autopsy they're waiting for they realize diane did not just have the one gunshot to the chest she was shot twice with a 22 caliber rifle the angle of the first shot that did go through her chest shows that it was coming down. The shot was above her, went into her chest, and then went down slightly and angled out her back. So someone was high above, above her. Yes. But the second shot was while she was laying dead or dying on the driveway, the killer walked up to her, literally knelt down or laid down on the ground next to her shot with the rifle literally on the ground and shot up into her crotch so the bullet went in her pelvis crotchal area (laughs) up through the middle of her body and out through her collarbone 
He laid flat on the ground to shoot up through her crotch. Totally fucked. Yes. Absolutely fucked. So they said the second shot was very unusual. You think he shot her right up into her business? What is going on? Uh, The poor woman. Oh, just dick. Huge dick. Get shot right in the crotch. Is this necessary for any reason? No. It's just a psychotic. Right. Police right away seem to find the potential location of the shooter because literally the barn faces into the driveway and the barn window or you know, there's like, in barns, there's like big openings that yes. you can throw hay out. So they're like big yeah. barn doors, but up tall, up high on the second story in the hayloft. Right. They figure they go right up into the hayloft and they find one caliber, 22 caliber casing in the hayloft that was used to shot to shoot. So to the shot, real, the to shoot, shoot the shit, the shot out of <laughs> the shit. Shoot the shit out of Diane. Poor Diane. They realize right away this is the spot, the first hit. So to test that it is at the right angle through her body, they use a laser and Forensic Files Carol. Yeah, we So Forensic Files Carol is standing on the side where they're filming. She's holding paperwork and they say, Carol, (laughs) Carol, get over here now. Put it down. Put it down, Carol. Put on the ground, Carol. Put it down. No, Come Carol, we need you to stand right Stand over here. here. We're going to shoot this laser at your tits, Carol. Don't move, Carol. <laughs> God damn it, Carol. You wore a nice outfit. So Wait, they put yeah. Carol in a shitty sweatpants outfit. But her hair still And makeup looked... was still done. So you know yeah. she was did her makeup and hair to come she to work. She tried because she is a professional. Right. And so a they put her in the sweatpants. And, start, and just for an hour, aim laser at her tits until they can get <laughs> then it right. Said, now, Carol, get now that you have your sweats yes. on, get on the ground and the gravel. It's a little bit muddy, yeah. Carol, but it's sweat. okay. It was raining yes. on Carol the whole now time, Now we're going to try to shoot the laser up, up your, into your crotch. Yeah. yeah. Carol, open them up. Open them, Carol. <laughs> God damn it, Carol. <laughs> Open your legs. Now, why Bob's going to shoot up your crotch. <laughs> Just stay there, Carol. <laughs> Poor Carol. She was getting paid for 25 an hour. Just to have her male coworkers shoot a laser up her crotch. Are you done yet? Not yet, Carol. You have to be done. I'm serious. You have to be done. Not yet, Carol. <laughs> oh dear oh and then even better we see michigan state trooper this dumb asshole's name is gary lyle and he's retired too yes. gary lyle looked like if you remember from saturday night live he looked like chris farley in the chicago where he's like just working the sausage through where he's a dicka yeah he had the mustache yeah Yes. That the bears. That's he, what he looked like. Um, and he even had like the accent. The bears. I put yes, he had like a mob slash burglar hat on. It was like yes. it like had a wide it was a stocking cap. Right. But it was weird. Like a beanie. Yeah. Was that oh Gary Lyle, but yeah, he had a burglar hat on. Yes. He did look like yeah. But then the other guy was the dog the trainer. The dog trainer guy was yeah. even worse. His name was terrible. His name was Ken Licklitter. Ken Licklitter. You know he went through high school called terrible names. Horrible. But 
One thing I did love about him was that Ken Licklitter was an, a member of the American Legion. Did you see that he had like yes. a Legion pin? Because you know, there's nothing I love more than a Legion than I a know. dirty American Legion. Right? I know. I fucking love Legions more than anything. You do. I love do. karaoke at Legions. I love mixed drinks at Legions. Yes. I love bingo. Yes. at Legions. You do. You lo- you do you so love so Ken I was like Ken she loved him even yeah. though his last name was Lick Litter <laughs> yes yep but uh, Chris Farley the Bears Gary mm-hmm. Lyle had a dog named Travis very Travis similar. Travis just like my cat Randy Travis Travis yes Travis was a beautiful German Shepherd Travis is a horrible fucking name for I know a dog. You, Travis it's but- a horrible name. For a person, it to, is. I don't Joe, like it. It's not good. It's, it's not no, I've never liked that name. Sorry if anyone's named their child. Travis, Travis, though, smelled the shit out of this case. He was amazing. Travis solved it. So Travis right away gets on the scent from the hayloft. Bad ass. Goes Travis. from the barn to a creek where there's water in almost and over a footbridge. Takes like a sharp ass left and. <laughs> Back to another random stream and immediately finds the goddamn gun that's in the water. Travis jammed into the mud like somebody went. Travis finds it and then all these spent shells that were hiding right in that thing. His nose went right to it. That's incredible. The all these casings matched the casing from the hayloft. They could not really match the bullets to the gun because they were too damaged, but these casings match the gun. So when you shoot a gun, it makes markings on your bullet and such and da-da-da-da-da, and they all matched. So this was the murder weapon, and Travis found it right away. But not only that, this hero Travis picks up the scent again, jumps over the stream. He picks up a scent over water, goes back into the woods, onto the street, and right back into the crime scene. So we could to tell the farm. Yeah, to the farm. So we knew the person circled right back. Literally went in a circle. Yes. Right back to the murder into scene. Into the woods around the creek and back to the farm. Right. Bingo. When they're interviewing Brad, they want to get Diane's plans for the day to see what in the hell was going on. Diane was going to, she drove to her parents. It seemed to be like two hours away or something. It was a while away. And she had both of her kids. She was going to leave them there and come back so that her and Brad could have the day alone. Gross. Sick. The child, one of the children, I guess, got the shits or something <laughs> while at grandparents. So the grandparents were like, hell no, I'm not watching these <laughs> right, sick ass kids. I refuse. Yeah, take these dumb bastard kids home with you. I'm not watching a sick I have done kid. my time with sick right. kids. I only take healthy. Right. So Diane had to take her sick ass kids back home, drive them all the way back home. And so when she got home, she's getting out of the car to take her kids in, I guess. And that's when she got killed, shot right when she got out of her car. (sighs) They figured the profiler said that Diane must have been comfortable and not had any fear at the moment because she just really got right out of her car. She wasn't looking around. She was going to go take her kids out. She seemed to feel really safe. The killer also seemed to feel comfortable with the surroundings because he shot her and then walked right up to her thinking, no one's seeing me or no one's going to be home. It had to be someone extremely comfortable with the situation. More about Brad King, the husband. He was a part-time college professor teaching criminology. So he was a 
ex-police officer. I don't know if he got fired or just left. He yeah, told part-timer. Investi- yes. Part-timer. Yes. He told investigators he was taking a walk behind his home at the time Diane mm. was murdered. Okay. Weird. But go for it. Maybe he needed calming Were you walks. with the dogs? Were you with... No? No. He just walking no, in the walking. middle of the woods. Okay. Bradford... Travis, though, identified the same area that Brad said he was taking his walk. Travis had already identified this area as the killer's route. So police officer said, you were literally on the killer's route at the same time. Did you see the killer? Because you would have run right into him. And Brad had never mentioned seeing another person, noticing another person in the area, and said he didn't see anybody. So they were like... Uh, okay Hmm. suspicion number one brad said he never had that kind of rifle but they had two cleaning ladies who did say they're so lucky yeah i seen it she said i know she said i I seen it it. i seen it two cleaning i can't even have one i don't even clean myself and i am the cleaning lady here and i'm shitty me too i'm the worst cleaning lady super shitty i can't do it i just don't have the skills I don't have the skills to be able to clean my own home. I just can't. No. It's filth. And I just Mine should be too. arrested. <laughs> arrested? Yeah. I, I don't know about that. but Well, child endangerment and stuff, I suppose. Your child is well over the age of yeah. living. She, If she wanted to live in a cleanly environment, she could move out. She could out. move out and move into one. That's true. She's an adult now. But still... Child Protective Services will still take her they away. Never. <laughs> Excuse me, your nineteen-year-old daughter yeah. needs to come with us. She's, we're done. You have mold in your bathroom. Yeah. What do you call it? Tiles. Tiles. <laughs> oh my god, mine are so gross. I'm like, if somebody saw the way I lived, they would scream and run they, out. Well, I think they would think I was crazy or like something was wrong with. I mean, maybe there is. Yeah. I, I don't know. No, but. I mean, I think we're all like that now. We just can't deal. Nobody can deal. And we can't go anywhere, and so we should be cleaning our house. So we, we can't should, do it because we're living there and looking at the mold all the time. And still, I'm no, like, no, we're oh, all depressed. We can't sink. do it. I know. There's Unless you're enough. one of those freaks who cleaning is your like stress relief, and that's not me. But those people exist. Where now their houses are probably fucking spotless. I just want to sleep when I'm yeah. at home. Yeah, because we are depressed, mm-hmm. and there's nothing else to do. Mm-mm. Except to watch oh. Forensic Files. Yeah. And Carpool Karaoke. That's what I did all night on Friday night. What didn't... Oh, we watched UFC. This is Jamie oh, yeah, got that's to pick. Right. Okay, yeah. sorry. I Carpool karaoke us yeah. right out of the cleaning lady. And yeah, so the cleaning lady did see this very particular gun that is now missing or not in the home. Police take a look at the burglary... That happened a few weeks before the killing of Diane. Again, like these other dumb fuckers, if a burglar is breaking into your goddamn house and they break the window, the glass is going to be inside the house. But as they look, the glass was on the outside in the yard. I mean, right away when they see that, they should have said... This is wrong. Right. Why are they still sitting on it? Why is it still on somebody's desk? Right. You broke the glass from inside your home, no, sir. No, that doesn't work. Yes, it doesn't work. The burglar can't just go out the door. The burglar was trying to get out? They broke your window yeah, and got out the window out? instead of just going the door? 
They're going to cut their wing open on a shard of glass crawling out that window? When they could have just opened the door now? Oh, no. How did they get in? The mysterious bodyguard no letter with the cutouts from the magazine is looked at again. Yes. This is where they do mention that like less than 1%. Oh, yeah. This is where they said it. Yeah. Of letters would ever be like this that just doesn't exist. And it's usually always someone close to the victim because they know even if they try to disguise their handwriting if it's your husband mm-hmm. or your friend you know their handwriting you right. really you do or your kid or something right they could not get fingerprints off of it because it was processed incorrectly they okay. used the wrong kind of fingerprint powder they just totally fucked up so by yep. the time the fbi got it they couldn't find any prints at all brad king's office was searched and they said they're specifically looking for scissors and paste and tape mm-hmm. and magazines and weird shit that he could have cut all this shit out and made these letters I mean, they from. could come into my house and I would be number one suspect. Because <laughs> you have shit like tape. Shit and, and tape <laughs> everywhere. Your kids do love and tape. Weird, yes, and they tape <laughs> things up all over. Yes, they do tape. My house. The, I've seen Every it. wall. They do tape stuff <laughs> they to tape the wall. things everywhere. Ugh. The police look into a motive to possibly consider that Brad might have done this. What? What? <gasps> Brad has had affairs. No, Sarah. Yeah. Brad Come has on. had affairs. Come on. No. Even more disgusting, he had affairs with his own students uh, at the university. Jesus Christ. So the gross. Part, the grossest part. Are you going to say this next? Because he was known to frequent frat houses. Oh, I've missed that part. So I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Ish. He would hang out at frat houses. So I'm a 900 year old man. 40 year old man. 45 year old man. Just trying to get some 18 year old. Yeah. Trying to get some chunky bald man. Poo nanny. Yeah. What a gross pig. And then you're going, aren't you my teacher that works one class a week? Right. <laughs> one class. Yeah. And you drive there. You barely that, yeah. show up. And you barely show up. Don't you have car seats in your back seat? Yeah. Fred Gwynn's sister also mentioned that Diane mm-hmm. came to work with bruises and oh, was hit. Jesus Christ. So he's a super dick and is beating his wife as well. Diane, though, apparently was at her last nerve yeah. with him. She seemed to really think he sucked. And she knew that Brad was kind of a moocher. She kept asking him, according to your friends, to like get a full-time job. Right. Can you please? She was tired of making all of the money, doing all of the stuff with the kids, probably doing all of the stuff with the house. Amen, Being Diane. Like a famous news reporter, too. She probably was busy all the time. She's the one. And like you can at least Working get a goddamn job. Yeah. Yes. What an idiot. She really, I think, knew that he sucked. And she probably pushed back on him. And he's such a mental case. He's beating her up. So I'm sure she either was telling him he needs to get a job or she's going to leave and move on and take the kids. And then he's going to lose his sweet situation of not being able to do a thing with his rich wife. And then somebody, one of them, I don't know who said it. Maybe it was like the cop or whatever said, well, and then he took this passive aggressive route, which was the murder of his wife. And I was like, that's passive aggressive. That's not passive. aggressive. That's not passive aggressive. This fucked up. And aggressive aggressive would have been, I would have liked to have had some of that sour cream too. (laughs) 
I think it's, yeah, like, um, or, what's, wrong, what's wrong with me having a part-time job then I can stay home with the kids I, the other part of the time? Who who do you think you are telling me to get a full-time job? When am I going to masturbate all day? How am I going to just sit and poop on the toilet for five hours if I have to work? What do you mean I'm an integral part of this household, <laughs> the way this house runs, <laughs> Diane? Oh, He's arrested a year after the death. How did it take a year? I don't know, but I laughed at how horrible his hair looked and how his body transformed into a blob. Yeah, he did not do jail well. He didn't do the workout jail where he gets buff. He did the the opposite. Yep. His hair grew into Terry Bradshaw. Yes. He looks exactly like Terry Bradshaw, yes. top to bottom. Bald on yes. the top, and then it was like long yes. in the back. Forensic Files tries to throw in a drama loop saying that new evidence was reported at the trial, but it was shit evidence. Well, and, and they, th- they were afraid that he was going to fuck with them because he was a criminal, like... A criminologist. But he was professor, until they were like, we're waiting for the other shoe to fall or the story is that a man moving into king's neighborhood found a gun in his attic attic and brad king is saying that must be the gun that was used that must be the gun that was used well it was tested and it wasn't even anywhere near none of the ballistics match it wasn't even the gun in the case it was stupid and so he he they figure brad literally went and got another gun and just Put it in this attic of the house, yeah, and thought it would make enough reasonable doubt. But if you don't, if the forensics don't match, it doesn't even matter. No, why does he not know this? He was a police officer. He thought it would be enough to throw reasonable doubt. Sometimes people think people are dumber than them when you're a real dummy. Yeah, and it's not always the case. People actually, some people do think when you're a dummy and you're not. <laughs> Some You're not the smartest person on the jury. Look like dummies aren't actually right. dummies. Prosecutors now think that Brad also did the robbery clearly, and he was too dumb to get the glass right. Good criminologist, Bradford. That he wrote the weird bodyguard letter with the cutouts, mm-hmm. that he was doing the threatening calls, that I'm he Encyclopedia was doing Brown. all of this, these threats. In fact, they believe that Diane also knew that the letter was from her husband and all the threats were from her husband at the end because she told people at her work that she believes Brad's doing all this to her. What? Yes. So they said that at the end. I that missed Diane, that. Yes. I must have, my kids must have been in my face. Yeah, Diane at the end told her friends that she realizes it was her husband. So, so that's do you what think they she think. dropped the kids off and was just going to like... Probably leave, like try to leave him. Like, and he I'm knew, out of here and she yeah. knew he was going to be right. pissy and beat right. the shit out of her. Jesus, Diane. I'm so sorry. And he thought he was smarter than the police to do this whole rigmarole. But what they figure happened is that when Diane comes back home, he knows he's going to kill her because he's clearly waiting up in the barn. Right. Shoots her, goes back down to do the final crotch shot, which is just disgusting. And then he realizes his own two kids are watching from the car seats in the back. So he freaks out, realizing that the kids are in there. It's February. It's freezing. So he has to take them in the house. But now he knows I have to clean up this whole scene first. So he 
went back to the barn and tried to find all the shell casings, but missed one because he's probably hurrying. He can't dispose of the gun like he wanted to. So he just ran to some creek and threw it in where the dog found it immediately and then ran back and called and the police. And he got didn't his have time. kids out of yeah, the car. Got his kids out of the car. And called oh, the he's a didn't have time to clean fucker. up. God, he just I hate Bradford so much. So he was obviously, thank God the jury did the right thing here. Guilty. He got life without parole, which is great. Bad so Bradford. For quite a long time. And hopefully his kids were young enough that they'll never remember God, this. But you still you have just... no dad now and no mom. Awful. Oh, uh, you just hope to God. What they... a terrible story. But because he wanted probably her insurance, I'm sure. Because she he didn't want to work maker, full time. He didn't want to work. He didn't want to get divorced because she was making all the money. That I mean, was going to cut would into his frat pay, parties. But then she probably would have had to pay him. He could have gotten alimony and still done nothing. I mean, what what an idiot. He was an idiot. He was too I hate stupid. Him. He should have just paid for the divorce. He should have. She would have on paid his part time salary. Yeah, yeah, she would have. God, he's lazy. Oh, this one was bad, real bad. Yeah, I hate him. I know. Suck it, Brad. <laughs> Go piss in the we hate you jail toilet, Bradford. Yes. <laughs> well, that's our story <laughs> for you tonight. It sure my friends. is. If you could give us a rating, that would be wonderful. If you could even spend time, a few seconds to give us a review. We love reading them. It just makes our day. Check out our links. We have Etsy. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We Get have your Facebook. Prosecco stickers. Yes. We love hearing from you. I'm holding them up to the microphone like so you, can you can see, see them, them. But I don't think they can. No. I don't think they can. Anyway, until next time, dear listener. Yes, until next you. time. Goodbye. Bye.